Well, hello and welcome to At the Jazz Band Ball. I'm Kevin McLaughlin. That's Piano Man, recorded in New York City in 1939 and performed by the great Earl Father Hines and his orchestra. Hines is just one of the several piano men and women from the late 20s to the early 40s that we're going to be listening to today on At the Jazz Band Ball. I'm Kevin McLaughlin. Welcome in. good man to start with since he mastered and innovated so many jazz styles during his long career. He was born in 1903 in Duquesne, Pennsylvania, just outside of Pittsburgh. His father was a cornet player, so Earl's first instrument was the cornet, but he switched to piano, which seemed to suit him better. He took classical piano lessons and also learned to play the organ. He got his start in jazz in Chicago with the Sammy Stewart outfit and then later Jimmy Noon at the Apex Club in Chicago. And then finally, he met up with Louis Armstrong, with whom he became really great friends uh, and sort of competitors. Uh, They shared, besides similar musical sensibilities, they shared a car. They, they bought a car together and used to drive around Chicago. Father Hines, the nickname, was bestowed on him by a record producer in the 1940s for his sort of paternalistic approach to leading a, a big band. Well, we're going to start with one of these early examples of the hot style of piano playing that Hines made famous. It served as kind of a keyboard analog to Louis Armstrong's trumpet playing. It's aptly called 57 Varieties, uh, partly because of Heinz's last name and its similarity to the ketchup company, but also it shows his ability to improvise the heck out of a basic eight-bar melodic structure. You'll hear lots of delayed bar lines, rhythmic, melodic variety within this fairly straightforward C major tune. Uh, If you're a counter, if you like to count along, listen for the A-A-B-A phrase structure and uh, just the awesome variety uh, every eight measures. Here's Earl Father Hines in 57 Varieties, 
Father Hines playing 57 Varieties, solo piano from 1928. This is our first entry in our survey of jazz pianists from the 20s through the 40s. I'm Kevin McLaughlin, and this is At the Jazz Band Ball. It's good to have you along. Well, it's been said that if Louis Armstrong had played the piano, it would have sounded an awful lot like Earl Hines. Next, we're going to hear what is probably the most famous duet in jazz, Weatherbird from 1928. There are 10 choruses uh, or sections, each one 16 measures long, plus an intro. There's an interlude in the middle and then a coda. But keep in mind, there are only two players playing here. Though it sometimes sounds like a whole orchestra full of ideas. Each player seems to delight in sharpening his wits against the other. Something to listen for is the treatment of rhythm. There's a lot of playing across the bar line or anticipating rhythms or stretching them slightly, and it propels the music forward. So here's Weatherbird from 1928, Earl Hines and Louis Armstrong. Thank you. 
Weatherbird from 1928, one might be the most famous duet in jazz. That was Louis Armstrong on trumpet and the great Earl Father Hines on piano. We're listening to jazz pianists today on At the Jazz Band Ball. Mead Lux Lewis was born in Louisville, Kentucky in 1905 and is known and still beloved for the boogie-woogie style of jazz that he exemplified. Um, This next recording, Honky Tonk Train Blues, 1937, really put Boogie Woogie on the map. Originally, it was recorded in 1929, um, and Lewis kind of fell into obscurity after that, Uh, even kind of got out of the music business for a time. But it wasn't until the mid-30s that the record producer John Hammond heard Honky Tonk Train Blues, and he was so knocked out by it that he went on a search for Mead Lux Lewis so he could hire him to record a new version on his own label. Well, Hammond finally found Lewis washing cars in a Chicago garage, and this record, made in 1937, started a boogie-woogie craze that extended well into the 40s and even had an influence on rhythm and blues and rock and roll. Here's Honky Tonk Train Blues, played by Mead Lux Lewis in 1937. Thank you. 
That was Meadlux Lewis playing his own honky-tonk train blues from 1937 after being rediscovered by the producer John Hammond. Well, our next pianist, James P. Johnson, also had a connection to John Hammond. We're going to hear a performance of Johnson's classic Carolina Shout, which was featured on a historic Carnegie Hall concert that Hammond produced, one of two actually, called From Spirituals to Swing. Here is Carolina Shout, James P. Johnson, 1938. Carolina Shout, James P. Johnson's own composition in a classic piano stride style. From a recording of a live performance at Carnegie Hall on December 23, 1938, it was one of two concerts called From Spirituals to Swing, presented by John Hammond. Well, stride piano really developed out of the Scott Joplin ragtime style which James P. Johnson loved and used to play as a youth. Um, The name stride piano came from the look of the striding motion of the pianist's left hand, jumping back and forth between bass and mid-range, just like in ragtime. But tempos were considerably faster, harmonies were more adventurous, sometimes players would play twice as fast, 
in a kind of double time. And the right hand was more exploratory with greater incorporation of blues notes, you know, these flatted scale degrees, thirds, fifths, and sevenths. We're going to stay with stride piano, but I thought it would be fun to play for you a modern exemplar of stride piano playing. This from a young woman named Stephanie Trick, who was born in 1987, but just plays the heck out of the piano, especially in this James P. Johnson stride style. Here's James P. Johnson's Jingles from 1930, played for us in 2021 by Stephanie Trick. Thank you. 
Jingles, James P. Johnson's 1930 classic, performed for us by a modern virtuoso of piano stride style. Stephanie Trick recorded that in 2021. Well, we're listening to jazz pianists of the 20s, 30s, and 40s today on At the Jazz Band Ball. Well, another of the great stride pianists, and in my opinion, one of the finest pure keyboard talents of the 20th century, was Fats Waller. Now, Fats Waller's piano ability sometimes goes unnoticed for his irrepressible personality as an entertainer. But when you start to notice what his hands are doing, you can't help but be as impressed as some of his contemporaries were. Waller was born in New York City in 1904. He dropped out of high school to work as an organist at the Lincoln Theater in Harlem, where he accompanied silent film. He was a prolific composer, wrote many songs with lyricist Andy Razaf including Ain't Misbehavin' and Honeysuckle Rose, The Joint is Jumpin', and then numerous other novelty songs for which he got paid very little. He became the first African-American songwriter to compose a hit Broadway musical. It was seen by mostly white audiences, the 1943 musical Early to Bed. Well, here's a nice purely piano work by Waller called Alligator Crawl from 1934, Listen for that boogie-woogie bass line at the beginning, which then settles into a typical easygoing stride. Lots of activity in the right hand, and it's a lot of fun. We'll follow that one with one of his Broadway review numbers. This is a composition by Jimmy McHugh and lyrics by Dorothy Fields called I Can't Give You Anything But Love, 1939. It was originally done with Adelaide Hall in the show Blackbirds of 1928. This recording, though, is from 1939 with the excellent and I think underappreciated singer Una Mae Carlyle. Starts kind of softly, so you may want to turn it up. So here's Alligator Crawl, 1934, and I Can't Give You Anything But Love, 1939.
anything but love Baby, that's the only thing I've plenty of Oh, baby Yes, what am I supposed to do? Dream a while, yes. scheme a while. You're wrong. You're sure to find. That's what you think, I'm sure to find. Happiness, uh-huh. and I guess all the things you're sure to find for. Gee, I love to see you. Look and swell. Well, my tailor's waiting right outside the door. Baby, you can give me look and swell. I'm playing. Diamond bracelets, wool was doesn't sell. I never had a diamond bracelet in my life. What do I want it for? Till that lucky day, you know darn well. What happens? What goes Ooh, on in here? Oh, baby, that I can give you anything. Come here, let me tell you something. I can't dish out anything but love. Baby, that's the only thing I've got plenty of. Baby, you talk about dreaming a while. Even while you're sure to find happiness, and I guess all those fine Arabian things your little heart pines for, yes. Skip them. I'd love to see you looking swell. Diamond bracelet. Woolworth ain't got no business selling them. You can go to, go to, uh, well, uh, well, well, well. Until that lucky day, you know darn well, well, baby. I ain't dishing out nothing, ain't getting off of nothing but love. How's that, babe? There's your diamond. Fats Waller being his impish self in a 1939 recording with Unimake Carlisle doing a nice job there on the lyrics, I Can't Give You Anything But Love. And before that, we heard Alligator Crawl from 1934, a kind of boogie-woogie and stride mashup. Well, next we're going to hear a recording of Teddy Wilson, one of my favorite pianists from the period, Wilson was born in Austin, Texas in 1912. He studied piano and violin at Tuskegee College and was a music theory major there. He moved to Detroit in 1929, played with various bands. Someday we're going to have to do a show about Detroit jazz, really some great musicians that have come out of Detroit. Teddy Wilson later moved to Chicago and played with Louis Armstrong. And then Wilson made national news when, after recording with the Benny Goodman Band in 1935, he went on tour as part of the Benny Goodman Trio, becoming a member of the Swing Era's first interracial group. Wilson's style, which I think you'll appreciate in a second, is impressive 
technically, but also it just always has this real solid swinging feel. And it was in the same line of players as Earl Hines and Fats Waller and Art Tatum. Well, let's hear Tiger Rag from 1938. This is Teddy Wilson Piano. Teddy Wilson playing the in a traditional jazz style. Tiger Rag, recorded in 1938. Well, we have time for one more pianist on today's show. I hope you enjoyed our look at jazz pianists from the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. It's been a real challenge, I have to tell you, to choose from so many and to give them their due and fit them all into just a 40-minute program. Well, this is At the Jazz Band Ball, and I'm Kevin McLaughlin. And by the way, if you're enjoying these podcasts, please let me know. The show's email is kevin at atthejazzbandball.org or .com. I'd love to hear from you. Just let me know uh, if you have any suggestions for upcoming shows. Um, Just let it be jazz from the first half of the 20th century. Also, if you want to subscribe, you can find me on Substack, kevinmclaughlin.substack.com, or you can go to my Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash at the jazz band ball. All right, to finish up, here is Dorothy Donegan. She's a superb pianist that I did not know of until I put together this show. She was from Chicago, Illinois, 
born in 1922. She's featured here on a Cab Calloway jazz soundy, these short films that were shown on film jukeboxes in the 40s. This is from 1945. Hope you enjoy it. 